everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio podcast. This podcast is aimed for physios, whether you are a student or already qualified and working in the big bad world. On this podcast, we will be giving real world advice about everything physiotherapy. We will be having a bunch of special guests. And most of all, we'll be having lots of fun banter. My name is Dan Chang and I'm a physio working in a private practice here in Tamworth and I'll be your host. Now, let's get into this episode. Hello, testing, testing. You better work when you're going <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> oh my goodness, the, the drama we've had with this mi- bloody microphone. I oh know. All right. All right, let's get into it. So, welcome back to another episode of the flexing physio i'm joined by my lovely lovely boss i'm gonna to have to say this every every episode <laughs> you gotta come up with another word because i am not lovely i think wrinkly craggly uh i'm just glad this isn't a youtube he uh, sounds better than he looks oh yeah, yeah i've got a good face for radio that's right <laughs> so this episode we're going to have a chat about the objective assessment side of things in the last one we talked about subjective yeah. if you haven't listened to that hurry up and listen to it so objective assessment, this is where we go hands-on, touching patient. Yeah, so look, the way um, I like, so what I'll just recap from last time, essentially what we said, uh, by the end of your subjective, you should have a, a bit of a short list of the structures or the condition you think you're dealing with, whether it's an MCL or a patellofemoral or you know whatever it might be. So you should have a bit of a short list from your subjective of what you're looking for. And then your objective is essentially just trying to uh, confirm or deny what your subjective has thrown up, right? Yep. Um, so what I like to do in my objective, um, the first thing I say before we even start is I say to my patients, look, if, you, if anything feels painful or doesn't feel right or feels loose or any other sensations, um, you know, please let me know, pipe up. Don't, don't, be, don't be brave. Uh, you know, I can't feel your pain, so you need to tell me if you're feeling anything. So I usually say that, um, so that we set the scene. Yeah. And then I try to do my tests in a way where I do it by whatever position they're in. So for instance, I might start them in standing. So if, uh, not that we're going to go through specific tests, but like let's say if, if it was a knee thing, um, because they're sitting in a chair next to me, I might get them out, get them to get out of the chair. So I'm watching how they get out of the chair. And then we might do something like, say, a squat or a single leg stance or a Thessalies or something like that, right? So we, we do whatever we need to do in standing. It might be calf raises. So whatever the injury is, if it was a back, it might be, you know, uh, touch toes, you know, lumbar flexion, extension, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So, um, and generally, I like to start with active movements. If you've done any sports trainer work, you know, they often talk about toe taps. So yep. talk, observe, da-da-da. So um, I get them to do the active stuff first um, and I'll do it all in standing. Um, and then I might, say, get them to sit on the edge of the bed and it might be, say, reflexes or something like that. So, And then it might be, okay, now lie down in supine and it might be whatever tests are appropriate in supine. And then it might be roll into prone and do your tests in prone. So I try to do, rather than going, okay, let's do a test in supine. Okay, get into prone. Okay, now I need you back in supine. Now I need you back in prone. <laughs> now I need you to stand up. Their rehab um, has already started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I'm doing push-ups. <laughs> like, what's going on, mate? You know? So I think for ease of, of assessment, and, and also if you're dealing with quite an acute injury, these people are going to be quite painful. That's right. 
So you don't want to get them doing, you know, like burpees in your room just yet. <laughs> you know? Save that for later. Yeah, that's right, box jumps. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, test so you... your explosive <laughs> movement first. <laughs> Are you sure this is appropriate for a 93-year-old with osteoporosis? Absolutely, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my leg's falling off. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I guess that's, that's one of the things I learned uh, fairly early on from some uh, really good physios was try to do everything in whatever position they're in before you move on. And so that often shapes, I guess, how my objective kind of looks. For some other people, that that can be a little bit confusing because they might be like, okay, I'm going to do all these tests for uh, meniscus problems. They'll do Thessalies and then they'll lie them down and they'll do a modified McMurray's and they'll flip over and do an Apley's and let's say none of that gave them the answer they wanted. Hmm, okay, Mm. I want you on your back and I'm going to check your ACL and your MCL. You know what I mean? So... Um, I guess for me, I like to do it in whatever position they, they are in because particularly for acute patients, that makes their lives so much easier yeah. and, and they really are a priority. Um, if, if you look at someone who's just twisted their knee and done their meniscus, if you crank them up in the full flexion, they're going to kick you right in the jaw. <laughs> um, so it's so important to try. And quite often, you only have one go at it. So yeah. the most common sort of um, presentations for knees would uh, ACLs. And if you do a Lockman's test, mm. um, quite often, you only get one good go. So yeah. that's yeah. where I think coming from a new grad perspective or newish grad, um, practicing with your practicing your skills yeah. um with other people yeah um and then getting someone experienced like warren um mm. <laughs> to or someone better oh yeah or someone better to um <laughs> <Looking>. have <laughs> have a look over your skills and just give you some hands-on feedback yeah. you know pull the, uh, put your hands here put your hands there yeah. and you know get a better feel well, for one of the things we do with our fourth years actually even our second years particularly yeah uh when we're students, our, students. Yeah, sorry yeah yeah so once yeah. we get we're, with our students what we often uh what i'll often do is i'll actually like lie down in the bed and say, right, show me your Lockmans, show me your whatever. Um, I love watching the sweat on their brow. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was in that position too <laughs> once, guys, just to let you know. But, you know, uh, and, and then you can give them feedback and then, then we do yeah. swapsies. So one of the students lies down. Yeah. Um, and what I also do is I, I run the tests on them as well so they can feel what it's like to have a, a confident, I guess, uh, practitioner doing, doing yes. the test. And then they can then give feedback to their uh, student friend on, you know, oh, yeah, your hand was gripping me a bit tight there or that, you know, da-da-da. So, you know, and then I really encourage the students to, you know, go back to uh, their accommodation and practice on on yeah. each other um, so that they really get those skills because that's probably the one thing, you know, when I went through physio school, uh, we were doing 36 to 40 hours contact work a week at the university and a lot of that was those practical handling skills, um towards the, the end of our training. Mm. Whereas I, th- I think now most of the universities, the contact hours per week is roughly around 20 hours. So they've, yeah. they've cut a lot of time out. Um, and we used to spend, we used to be, have the, the run of the university a bit. So if we had a spare hour or two, we would often go into the labs and jump on a table and practice on each other in between lectures or tutes or whatever. Uh, whereas you guys don't really get that opportunity at most of the universities I've been associated with. So that's why I often encourage the students, you know, get get a small group of you guys together that are like-minded, whether it be four of you or six of you, and actually schedule some times to say, okay, let's meet together. Um, it's not too expensive to buy one of those... Um, Massage tables. Yeah, the portable yeah. ones, you know. Usually you can get them for like 150 bucks, so, you know, give or take. 
um, and, and, and practice on each other. And like, when you go home, I mean, don't kill anybody, but, you know, when you go home, uh, practice on, you know, mum, dad, girlfriends, brother, yeah, yeah. whatever. So you get that handling skill. One of, one of my best tips for if you're still a student is to actually get one of those massage tables or make friends with someone with a massage table. When I was in uni, <clears throat> this is a shout out to Willis. He was, <laughs> he's a picture, um, picture Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what he looks like. That, he's oh, a dear. very, very muscly man and his limbs are all very heavy. And so I practiced on his knees all the time. Mm. And so if I could get his knees to, to move, then I could get someone skinnier easily. So... Mm. That sounded really bad. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we certainly will. Uh, take that out of context. Yeah, so I guess, you know, from an overall view, talking about objective assessments, um, I guess that's one of my tips is try. I mean, if you have forgotten a test and you've got to get them back up, fair enough. But the more you can minimize that, the happier your patients will be and the more it'll flow. Correct. Um, and then also, you know, uh, have that sort of short list of things that you're trying to confirm or deny you know, whether it's an MCL or a meniscus or, um, or whatever. So that way, you know, by the end time you finish your objective, you've almost got a, a, a list of tests where you go, okay, based on all that information, that's more likely to be a, and then pull one out of the, your shortlist, whether it be an ACL or an MCL, whatever. Because um, quite often I think what we've done when we've taught our students, and I mean this sort of globally, is, you know, you guys are good at, accumulating i guess information or data from your assessment but the step that you're missing is okay now what does that actually mean yes you know so okay i've got all this stuff here there's this and this and this does what does that mean is it a facet joint in their back is it a disc is Mm -hmm. it a torn muscle is it a strained fascia you know like the list goes on yeah the list goes on so you've got all these you've got all these sort of bits and pieces in front of you and you're like what do i do um so you know that's that was one of those things that I think down the track we'll probably run some workshops yep. uh, for for students and new grads to help plug that because I, I don't think that's really happening in that field mm. just yet. Yeah, no. At uni, I remember we have classes on on going through case studies, mm. uh, but but then again, the case studies we uh, we list everything possible on that that could be wrong, and I guess that's a good thing to do at uni Absolutely. when you, when you want to learn. Um, but in real life, you don't list 33 possible different things to the patient. You list maybe you can have two or three theories that you, that you discuss with the patient. And um, yeah, I think we, we can save that for another episode too, is how, to, how to communicate. That's a, that's a whole other can yeah. of worms, that one. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it there for this one. Thanks, guys.